are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jehove, Jeff, and Weezy. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. We got Shane in the building. Say what's up, Shane. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Special guest host. Absolutely. My guy, Weezy's out on um, assignment. Is assignment the game? Vacation. Vacay. Vacay. He got it. Took some PTO. Yeah. New PTO just loaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you want to let the listeners know about yourself, man? Yeah, uh, my name is Shane. I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> Shane from Philadelphia. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Shane in the building, man. Episode 303. We're breaking down the 2020 NFL playoff divisional round. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Let's hey. kick it off, man. Best of the week, Shane. What you got? We'll kick it off with you. Uh, my best of the week, I think, is a little bit uh, unorthodox, but okay. Pecorine, the goalie for the National Predators, did something that only 11 other goalies have ever done okay. in the entire NHL, the history of the NHL. Let's talk about it. What is it? He scored a goal. The goalie scoring a goal is unheard of, and there's been 15 goals total huh. by NHL goalies, mm-hmm. and uh, he had one last night, and you know, got to give him his props. You do. Shout out Dude, to Shout out to Pecorino. Yeah. I got to give me a new Predators jersey. Will they trade him Pecorino. anytime soon? They could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Juice Soros, UC Soros is uh-huh. his yeah. backup, and he's been uh, been balling out pretty hard. So okay. could could be on the horizon. Cool, for sure. Jeff, what you got best of the week? Shout out to Kendrick Perkins, man. Uh, okay. Uh, he handled himself very well on Twitter last night, uh, previously with Kevin Durant jumping in after Kendrick let the world know who the best Oklahoma City Thunder player ever was. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big you know, deal. Okay. You know, people like Kevin Durant got in their feelings, you know, tried to make jokes about Kendrick Perkins. Those were facts. They weren't jokes. No, they tried to make jokes. They but, were facts. But though. Perk handled himself well, said, you know, you were up 3-1, to one and you joined the team that beat you, that you were up 3-1. to one. The world ain't forgot, KD. The no. world ain't forgot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain that. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Had uh, led all – Scores thirty four points. Absolutely, took a nail. Um, no, and, shout, and, and before we go, shout to CP three. He got that team looks great. <laughs> Stephen Adams played at all star level, like yeah. I said he would. Yeah. Um, with the young players, they achieved and trading those two big contracts with Westbrook and Paul George. They are rolling. Yeah, they look great. My best of the week is rapper Boosie. Oh, I wore a Kappa Alpha Psi <laughs> fraternity crew neck to the Hawks game this week, <laughs> and he said that he was Kappa fresh. Okay. Yeah. Social media had all the jokes. Shane. You are in a fraternity, right? I was. Okay, you were. Okay. Um, is it a big deal prior while you were in a fraternity if somebody wore your letters on a T-shirt or a hoodie and they didn't actually pledge? Is that a big deal? Shout that to me, that would have been a big deal. Uh, it's one of those things where you have to kind of go through all the shit to, yeah. to, to earn the letters, right? Yeah. Uh, and just you know, if you see someone else that didn't go through everything, right. you kind of feel a little slighted. Yeah. Like yeah. disrespectful a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Kappas felt the same way that you felt, and um, it was a big deal for sure. So I think they handled it ultimately yeah. pretty well, though. They got to capitalize off of this. This fire. Let's see what you did there. You see? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah like that's that. why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm here, man. Podding right now. <laughs> worst of the week, Shane. What you got? What's your worst of the week? Worst of the week was uh, just announced today that uh, I don't know if anyone knows the band Rush, but they've got uh, one of the biggest stadium anthems.
the drummer Neil Pert uh, okay. actually passed okay. away on the seventh. Okay. Uh, so earlier this week. So just wanted to kind of give him some props and, yeah. and Tom Sawyer. That's the name of the song. So, ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, but just was, one of the absolute best drummers of all time, and you know the uh, the musical world is going to miss him. Go. <laughs> My worst of the week, Lala Anthony. Man, she was out here having <laughs> breakfast with a fellow actor, and uh, while her faithful husband. Yeah. Was preparing for a game against the T Wolves yeah. and add insult to injury, Jeff. Yeah. She had a Jordan Parker jacket on. Yeah, it's probably given to her by Carmelo Anthony yeah. and Jordan Brand. So right. the nerve, you know what? The no. audacity, you know. Yeah. Um, hold your head, Melo. Definitely, for sure. That's that was tough. Stay mellow, Melo. Stay mellow. Yeah. Well, Stay you potting today? <laughs> <laughs> you today. For sure. What's your words, Jeff? Oh man! So uh, after dealing with my quarterback in Buffalo throwing uh, deep outs to full up double coverage fullbacks yeah, and yeah. Uh, laterals in playoff games, yeah. Um, yeah. So the Bills lost. The Bills. Then did. to turn around to add insult to injury, nail in the coffin, all the cliches. You know what this week is, Jay? Yeah, it's a Music City Mirror. The twenty year anniversary of the Music City Four Pass. <laughs> and it I wasn't a Four Pass. It was shout out to Michael Wilbon. He yeah. broke it down on PTI. Uh, it definitely was a Four Pass. Yeah. And um, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. You do, yeah. Until you guys win, we got a meaningful game. Yeah, we got to win or, some, yeah, because it never goes away. Like it, it's just there are no flags. Okay, yeah. All right, let's yeah, move all right. on. All right. Just make sure you check us out on iTunes, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of the past episodes of FSP. Just search Full Sport press podcast and after you do that check out the on deck tv hip-hop podcast with animal brown and spike lou each and every wednesday this week they changed the format up a little bit they did shout out to the guys for 2020 yeah. check it out i did man shout out to the guys man yeah fast paced switch up for yeah. sure yeah look good like look it good. yeah you know, check it out fresher than your average podcast man okay. me and my dog animal brown is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion same great content with a new name, you can catch our latest issue. Issue number 56 is up right now directly for the culture. Hit the hotline, 629-777-5565, and drop a fashion-related voicemail so we can answer that fashion-related question on the next issue. Wear your kicks, man. Cop responsibly. And you can read up on your favorite FSP co-host. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Purchase your FSP merchandise, more on the way, and catch up on the past episodes from the shows we just mentioned and much, much more. Shane, how do you do that, you ask? You just search triple W's, realvillemedia.com. Tell a friend to support the real. RG. RG Jeff, you got 10 good wrestling seconds. You know what I do? Let's start the clock. All right. So, you know, the new, the new year changed, the calendar turned, and the show's picked up. Okay. Speaking of shows, the big show made his return to action this week. In a six-man tag match with Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain. Pretty good TV match, though. Big Show's back. Great shape. You know, looking good. Yeah. Looking all right. Yeah, Big Show. Big Show. You see how I did that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you yeah. pie. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, Are you in your bag today, yeah, though? It's trying. all 2020. I'm trying. Man. Okay. You know what I'm Brock Lesnar announced he's going to be entering the Royal Rumble <laughs> at number one. Yeah. And also, rumor is, remember Edge? I do not. Okay. I do not. Okay, all right. Keep going. So Edge, <laughs> one of the only, he's probably the last person to actually retire who actually stayed retired. Mm-hmm. He had neck, neck uh, injuries and stuff like that. Probably life-threatening at one point. Mm-hmm. Apparently, is rumored to come back for this year's Royal Rumble. That's what, that's what the rumor is. Who knows? He's been gone for roughly 
15 years. About 10 years. That's a long say. time. Yeah, but you know, but he but it happened quite early. He okay. was really uh, up and coming superstar. So we should see. So that's the rumor that he may be coming back. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's 10 good resting seconds, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. About that Full Sport Press podcast and the revolution will be podcasted. Before we get started with the first half, Jeff, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? Yes, sir. That is going to be Orenthal James Mm -hmm. Simpson. For sure. Um, O.J. Simpson is a person I don't follow in anything in life. But <laughs> on Twitter, he was giving his weekly NFL playoff picks. Oh, my gosh. Realized that there were four African-American starting quarterbacks in this year's playoffs. Now, Juice was excited to inform Twitter that he was in the backfield with the first African-American to start a regular season game. His name was James Shaq Harris from Grambling. Yeah. OJ said he pushed the Bills to start him in 1969. He should receive a little bit more credit to help <laughs> usher in the era of black quarterbacks. What? <laughs> Come on, OJ, man. No, you didn't. You did not, actually. OJ. If anything, you set us back. <laughs> set us back a lot. Single-handedly almost ruined um, the African-American athlete um, by that trial that you beat. There's not a more tone-deaf human being <laughs> Than Orenthal James Simpson for sure. The actual Yellow Box of Cheerios award recipient mm-hmm. should be named after OJ Simpson because mm. he is. The, he should be on the front. The end of, of the a, year yeah. award mm-hmm. should be. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that to Weezy. The end of the year, OJ Simpson. Or, the, oh, yeah, the Yellow or, Box yeah. of Cheerios. Empty yeah. bottle of orange juice. <laughs> With yeah, you pot. Yeah, yeah. We 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 got our bag. We got our bag. You yeah. guys are rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to step my game up, cameraman. <laughs> Shit. You guys ready to get started the first half? Let's do it. Let's go. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. And I'm Shane Dungan. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> Just run with Shane. It ain't school. It's the first time. Give me a break. <laughs> That made me laugh. Shane, where can they find you at on social media, my brother? On Twitter, I am Nashvillein1890, and on Insta, you can get me at Dungan1890. There we go. There we go. What about you, Jeff? Jay Easley, 84, across all social media. Oh, first of all, open up up my Instagram. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Open up my Instagram. Okay. I've regretted it already. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to close the kingdom back up. To let you in. Jeff um, made his page not private anymore, mm-hmm. open to the public. Yeah, and now he's regretting it. Yeah, yeah definitely, I'm sure. regretting it a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Jay Easley eighty four across all social media platforms. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. And I'm Jay Hogue on Instagram and Twitter, and I think my page will forever be locked on Instagram. But a full conversation can be had on Twitter for sure. I'm public for everyone out public. there. Yeah, oh, feel free. I'm feel lonely. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, let's kick it off, man, with college football. The 2019-20 college football bowl season concludes with the college football championship games. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. in a second here. That will be the last of the 40 FBS bowls. They were spaced (laughs) out before and after the earlier-than-usual December 28th playoff semifinals. Mm -hmm. So let's kick it off with our winners and losers for the bowl season. Anybody want to go first with their winners? Um, I'll go with uh, Kent State junior quarterback Dustin Crum. Mm. 
He was almost perfect. Completed 21 or 26 passes, had 289 yards and two touchdowns. Also rushed for another touchdown for, and 147 yards. He was against uh, in the Frisco Bowl, one okay. of those uh, newer bowls yeah. I'm not really sure okay. of, against uh, Utah State, 51-41. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, my winner would be – my first winner would be the SEC. Oh, man. Uh, potential, man. Vis- <laughs> potential LSU victory uh, <laughs> in the championship with Cap 8 Conference wide flex. Seven and two, man. Mm-hmm. My guys are rolling. Joe Moore here. The SEC. Come on, <laughs> my guys. Come on. I, the, Come where on. does Florida play? I understand, but you can't. I'm not rooting for. Clemson. They already played. <laughs> I'm not rooting for Clemson. I'm just saying, my guys in the SEC. Uh, SEC is definitely a winner, though. For I'm sure. not pulling for Clemson because they're in the ACC. Yes, you are. No. You would rather see Clemson win than LSU win. Keep it a bean. No, I actually would rather see LSU win because I hate Clemson. I'm a Seminole. We only had two losses the entire year. One was to Georgia, one was to LSU. I would love to see the national champions be the t- only team that really beat us is going far and shit. So. so you want to be in their, uh, their victory DVD? <laughs> you want to see that, that loss, that L? Yeah, it was an L. Projected on there? That yeah. was their worst game. That was the worst game Joe Burrow played that all true. year. That was true. It was against the Florida Gators. My bad. Oh, you got a winner's chance? <laughs> <laughs> You stole one of my winners, okay. but uh, my 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 true winner is going to be Mississippi State. I guess all it takes for you to get Mike Leach as your coach is to have one of your players punch your quarterback in the face, yeah. fire your coach, don't get your uh, your guy that goes to the NFL, and yeah. Mike Leach will now have the best rivalry mm. in the entire country. That Egg Bowl is going to be something. Gonna be amazing. Him and Lane. <laughs> Him and Lane. That's going to be great in Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can't go I'm to just talking about the Egg Bowl. I'm just talking about the Egg Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> You got another winner, Jeff. Um, Western Kentucky's Ty Story and Lucky Jackson. Okay. So Ty was the quarterback. He threw for 358 yards and two touchdowns. Lucky made 17 receptions, 148 yards, and um, caught one of those touchdowns. In the first responders bowl over oh, West Michigan. Jesus Western Christ. Michigan. Yes, yeah, that's bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my second winner is the 14 playoffs. There's a lot less chatter. The people talking about, hey, we need eight teams. Hey, we need that. eight teams for sure. So with LSU smacking the uh, Big 12 champion, let you know. Mm. Big 12 has some work to do. LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State all mm. being undefeated going through the regular season. You see now these are the three best teams, and now the two best teams, I think, are in the championship game. Uh, you took my my, uh, my second one with the SEC, <laughs> so I'm actually going to go anti-SEC. Okay. There you go. And uh, Alabama is not in the championship. Mm. For all the Bama haters out there, yeah. it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But I think you're going to usher in a whole new era of Clemson haters because they've been in there, what, three the last, last Three the last four. Something. Yeah, one, two of them shit. So, yeah. yeah. That's nuts. I got Oregon. Yeah. You finished the season 12-2 and two, with a Rose Bowl victory, beating Wisconsin. Didn't play their best game, but Crystal Ball now has a program that matches the jerseys that they're putting out for mm-hmm. sure. So, shout out to Oregon. Definitely a winner in my eyes. Any more winners before we move on? Let's move on to the losers. You want to go first, Shane, with the losers? I do. Uh, so I think my, my first loser is going to be college football fans. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but I do not like this uh, two-week layoff in between getting your semifinal game and then having the uh, the national championship being played You know, two weeks later. It just uh, – Super Bowl, it makes sense. You have your week of media, then you have a week for the, the Pro Bowl. Yeah. But for college football – you're keeping those student athletes, you know, another week or two past when everyone else is there. Exactly. And to me, I just kind of lose the steam that mm-hmm. that would bowl season and, and 
and the bowl time kind of brings with everything. So I like that. This was a marathon season for college football. With yeah, the two buys and everything yeah. else. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. My first loser is Lincoln Riley. What do we do with Oklahoma now? I mean, you have Jalen Hurts. Jeff proclaimed the entire year. Him and Sean Watts. Shout to Sean Watts. That this is the greatest thing that ever, you know, happened to college football. I, don't think I ever said. That. You don't think so? You, 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 <laughs> think been, you were never a fan of. Jalen I was. A, Hurts. I'm a huge you fan of Jalen Hurts. The redemption Hurts. story is amazing. Yeah, they just couldn't keep up with LSU, which makes sense. That's a fourth playoff loss, and will carry on the perception of the Big Twelve. Like I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, I think Lincoln Riley probably should have taken the Dallas job. I know they have Spencer Rattler coming up, and he'll be the next great thing at Oklahoma. But that's bad news for a program that. That did not show up on the biggest stage again. <laughs> Any other losers? My first loser is the SEC referee and crew. Okay. And Ohio State. Okay. The targeting call was crap. Mm. And taking that touchdown off the board was even more crap. Oh. Thank you, SEC referees. You cost Ohio State their chance to go to the national championship. It was a bad call. Good. And yeah. Yeah. It was a bad call. I agree. It was a great call. No, well, yeah. <laughs> that was the best call of the game. And, and tell the people listening why that was the best call of the game. Go Tigers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> go Tigers. But you're a, you're a Marshall. Thing. I am a Marshall. I'm a Marshall alumnus. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I meant the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My second loser is Michigan. Jim yeah. Harbaugh is looking for his first 11-win season. Just didn't happen. Hell, he couldn't even get to 10 after getting <laughs> bounced uh, by Alabama. Then you look in. As far as the next recruiting class, things of that nature, it's just a lot of chatter. And I think Harbaugh, he's made them contenders. They're actually contending in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I just think he needs a quarterback to get over that hump and get to 11 wins. And I think he can do it. He just has to find a person to play quarterback at Michigan. Shea Patterson can't have any more eligibility. Can oh, yeah, he got his one more year. That's not, that's that's not that's true, nuts. Jay. There's no not, way. He has one more year. For sure. Goodness. Yeah, for sure. They, no, they haven't even beat Ohio State. Yeah. No, not never. Not one and four in bowl games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they haven't beat sure. Ohio State. Um, yeah. Any other okay. yeah. People kind of to piggyback off what you said. Okay. People who want to see the playoffs extended, mm-hmm. like we, this is this is shown that there's in any year, even when there wasn't a playoff, there was three teams tops that could compete for a national championship. There was never a time when there was four teams or five great teams or six. If you put six teams in a playoff. Team five and six are going to get beat by 20 points mm-hmm. each time. It's, it's only two, maybe three great teams every year in college football. Mm-hmm. There's no need to extend the playoff. This is bad football. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, man, this playoff stuff is rough. Yeah. And my second loser is uh, college football players, uh, high school football players, and the early recruiting uh, period. Mm. With all this coaching movement, I mean, like I said earlier, Mike Leach moving from Washington State. Uh, then you've got Matt Rule leaving Baylor. Uh, you've got these high school kids that are, you know, committing four to five years of their life to these players and these programs, and these coaches are leaving um, with this new early signing period. Mm. Who knows if uh, if their coaches are going to be there, if their offensive coordinator is going to be there for, you know, the, the up-and-coming quarterbacks. Um, that really need that relationship with them. If I'm a if I'm a player, if I have a son and they're signing, I'm telling him to wait until February, wait till everything <laughs> shakes out, and then you know, figure that out on yourself or uh, for yourself. Yeah, I agree 100. No, I like that. I have Miami and Florida State. Whoa, bro! Miami was simply dreadful in a 14 to nothing loss to Louisiana Tech, and it's so bad that they fired their OC immediately after that game. <laughs> Arizona State beat Florida State in Sun Bowl. Norvell, man, he has a 
tall order in front of them, but both being six and seven, full rebuild. We've been there though. I'm saying I've been there, and I told I'm you, trying, I told I'm you trying. what was gonna happen when Willie Taggart got that job. I said, Jeff, mm-hmm. this is not going to be good, and you guys are gonna be in trouble for the next six years. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, let's keep it in college football. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney and his Clemson Tigers mm-hmm. are seeking, as we sp- as we said earlier, the program's third national championship in four seasons. Okay. But they're going against the top-ranked LSU Tigers, and they stand in their way. They got Hasman Trophy winner Joe Burrow. LSU has returned to the sport's biggest stage for the first time in roughly 12 years. LSU looks to hand Clemson and QB Trevor Lawrence his first loss. Yeah. That's rough. That's, that's nuts. Clemson, Clemson charged through the regular season largely untested, and LSU surviving the, uh, air quotes, vaunted SS, SEC unscathed. For sure. Who wins January 18th, guys? And it's, it's tough. These are two of the most explosive offenses in the country. Man, I've been excited about this game. Comparing resumes, I think LSU has beat more um, – teams as far as good teams mm-hmm. as far as a resume but if one team can do it I think Clemson is a top candidate to do that I'm not ready to make a pick yet but wow. <laughs> I know but by the end of this segment by next Tuesday day, you'll have a pick I'll have a pick for sure I definitely have it by yeah. then yeah for sure I think Clemson edges the quarterback battle okay I think Trevor Trevor Lawrence is, is a little bit better of a quarterback it's high school college pro Trevor yeah. Lawrence is going to be better than Joe Burrow I agree 100% with that okay. what I'm saying I think <laughs> Joe Burrow had one of the best college football seasons if he goes through this unscathed yeah. he didn't have a bad game it's the best college football quarterback season we've seen since Cam Newton he had one bad series against us that's it the rest yeah. was flawless the thing is, as great as he played against Oklahoma, there's no way he can he can duplicate that. Yeah, was it six, six seven touchdowns in the first half? Yeah, in the first, I mean that's just yeah. Oklahoma. They don't play any defense. Though. Well, yeah, but everything broke that way too. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So yeah. that's not going to happen. Like they're going, they're looking across the field at somebody just yeah. as talented as you all. Yeah, and that that changes the whole outlook of the game. And then Clemson's O line, they only allowed Trevor Lawrence to get sacked 15 times in 14 games. Mm-hmm. So if LSU, which their defense, not that good. Not that good of a defense. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne is a really, really good running back. He's the person that sprung that game open mm-hmm. in the playoff semifinals. They can find a way to get to Trevor Lawrence. They win that game. Yeah. You still haven't made a pick yet. <laughs> I'm building. I'm okay. building. I'm building. <laughs> so I, I, I will make a pick. I, I, I do think LSU is going to pull this one out. Okay. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be a defensive battle. No. Uh, I think it's going to be gates wide open, Eagles, Patriots, Super Bowl all over again, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be somewhere in the 40s to the 30s. But I, I, I think um, with O being just a maniac, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week I heard a story about him shotgunning two Red Bulls and ripping off his shirt to yeah. get his team pumped up. That's my uh, kind of coach. Yeah. yeah. If I saw a coach or even just some kind of an adult doing that in the in the middle of the street, <laughs> I'm popping the top and you know I'm I'm running through some wall. Yeah. You know? um, but I think the years and years of almost being there for 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 LSU mm-hmm. has kind of prepared them really well for finally having a team that puts everything together. Yeah. I'm gonna say 41, 38 LSU Tigers. Ooh, that's a classic. <laughs> you got a score, Jeff? Um, give me 28, 21 LSU. So I think this is going down to, my to the wire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I expect another really good game from Joe Burrow. I think Trevor Lawrence, though, will 
um, just have a little bit better of a game. And I have Clemson winning 33-30. to 30. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do that against my SEC guys. But Your SEC guys. But it, Where did this come from? I'm just, I, Jays, I, LSU Tigers. <laughs> Florida Gators all the way. Um, before we start with the halftime, let's talk coaching hires in the NFL. The NFL's hiring cycle is moving at an accelerated pace this year, with only the Cleveland Browns still looking for a new head coach at this point. With that in mind, let's grade some of the hires that have been made so far. We'll start off with Ron Rivera to Washington. What do you guys give that in the grade? So being an Eagles fan and, and uh, having three of the coaches in the NFC East uh, making these coaches' changes, I can say without a doubt Ron Rivera to the uh, Washington uh, Redskins is my least favorite of the hires because I think that was the absolute best. My uh, my official grade's an A-, minus, but I really think the A-plus hire there is Jack Del Rio. Having him uh, as, a, as, a, as a sidekick for, for Riverboat Ron is just <laughs> – absolute home run and you know i'm i'm a little bit scared he's, he's got some good pieces on defense yeah, he does. he's got a a, a cam newton-esque mm. quarterback potentially sure if he can unlock uh that potential then you know i'm i'm actually going to kind of be scared about the uh the skins yep so washington's been so dysfunctional for so long right and they took a major step towards something actually respectable with this hire he built a winner mm-hmm. in carolina with Cam Newton, he won three straight NFC South Division titles, going 15-1, and two-time coach of the year. I think the way that he builds teams and develops quarterbacks, now he did take away the ping-pong table and all the games <laughs> inside of the um, actual player's facility, but I think he's going to be able to like hold some respect in the actual division, and I love it. I mean, I give it an A for sure. I give it a B. And the only reason I give it a B is because I just want to make sure that they're given time to make this work. Mm. With the dysfunction you spoke about that happens in Washington, if Dan Snyder can't get out of the way, that's going to prohibit Riverboat Ron and uh, Del Rio from making this team work the way it should. Gotcha. I go a B for right now. Sure. But, but out of all the hires, this is my favorite one as well. All right, next hire, Mike <coughs> McCarthy to Dallas. Will you guys give that grade uh, there's no team I hate more than the Cowboys. <laughs> I'll just let that be known. Um, but that being said, I give it a B. Um, I don't think it's a bad hire. I don't think it's uh, a, a home run. But, I mean, McCarthy's still 56, so he's definitely not you know, old. He's got at least probably 10, 15 uh, good years in him left. Um, I think with McCarthy being an offensive guy, going to the Dallas Cowboys is really a perfect landing spot with a quarterback that I think you can win with. Damn, Zeke is a freak, and I scares the crap out of me every time I see him get the ball. For Cowboys <laughs> fans, hopefully they can find some magic and you know rival Doug Peterson. But mm-hmm. I like it. Let's see how it works, and over time, let's see how Jerry Jones is with it mm-hmm. and and what he says. Yeah, for sure. I give it an F, man. Uh, there's <laughs> been a coach I like that. <laughs> there's been a coach that's been nearly as bad as Jason Garrett in the previous decade. I'd say he's been there for a while. I would say that this is the hire that's equally bad. I think he's a fatter Jason Garrett, actually. Um, oh, God. I thought, you know, <laughs> at the same time, you have a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you're at least supposed to play in three, maybe four Super Bowls. So, Prime Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, for sure. So if the Packers had a coach better than McCarthy, I think that they would have claimed multiple Lombardi trophies. So as we learned this year, McCarthy held the Packers back. I know that the offense didn't look the same because he didn't have the pieces, but I think the game appeared to 
pass mm-hmm. McCarthy and I think at the same time he has to find a way to run the ball more and he's not used to that having a running back like Zeke he's going to have to use that, that actual person a little bit more so I think it's an F probably the easiest F that I've ever given is one of these grades well you know why they hired him right wow they hired him because Jerry Jones thought it was uh, Chris Christie. And he was kinda <laughs> Every count was pretty good. That's good. That's good. That was yeah, what you got, Jeff? Um, <laughs> I gave it a C, not an F. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I gave it a C for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Having prime Aaron Rodgers only getting one Super Bowl out of that. It's a little, you know, yep. it's tough. It's tough. Um, and then you think about did the game pass him by? Is yeah. he able to adapt to what's going on right now? Um, he had a tendency to run the ball a lot more than most coaches would, and you had Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Right. Um, now, mind you, the, the Cowboys have Zeke, so yeah. that may fall into their favor. But with Dak's new contract coming up, they got to pay him. And with Amari Cooper, you got to pay him. You right. have the weapons to spread the offense out. Yeah. With Gallup and uh, the other kid, um, I forget his name. But they have a wide receiver core that's pretty formidable. Yeah. So if he can come in and be creative with the offense – they should be okay, but it's a lot of ifs. It's a lot so of ifs. That's why I say C. When McCarthy lost that job in Green Bay, I thought he was done coaching. So to see him coaching again <laughs> is yeah, something shocking. Yeah, because when he like, supposed to be getting me. massages oh, on uh, team meeting day or something like that. See what I'm saying? He that's yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Last but not least, Matt Rule to the Panthers. What you guys have? Well, I think we got one more after that, don't we? Do we do? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, we do. Joe Judge as yeah. well. Yep, okay. But uh, my my ruling for for Matt Rule uh, is a is a I, I'll say it's a B plus, um, and I say that optimistically. Um, coming from Temple and Baylor, he has no NFL head uh, head coaching experience, mm-hmm. which is definitely going to be a culture shock for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's really going to come down to is how he commands that room and how he's able to uh, talk to his men as men, not uh, his his team as college athletes, student athletes. It's the exact perfect uh, Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, uh, yeah. kind of hire. He he looks he wants to make a splash. I give it a C plus. Mm. I think he was a great, just a tremendous college coach. Mm-hmm. Like Shane said, Temple and Baylor brought those two teams that were Baylor was just done. One win, they one, were one and win eleven. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So leading them to the Big Twelve Championship, but doing it in a different way. He was doing some things with analytics. I just don't think, and I hope that NFL players can transition and learn to respect what rules doing with analytics. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough because people that playing the NFL, their pro, their actual contracts aren't guaranteed. guaranteed. So in terms of them not being guaranteed, they don't have time to maybe think about doing some things. But um, I think it'll be a good hire. It's just I'm kind of worried about the analytics part of NFL football. So I give it a B minus and simply because if I were an owner, if I was a part of a team that was going for a full rebuild, mm-hmm. this is the perfect coach. Mm. And you got to figure they have to make a decision with Cam. So if they decide to cut Cam, this is a full rebuild. So this guy gets to come in, buy the ingredients, make the make the dinner as well, right. and be the head coach for the future of the Carolina Panthers. Or if you keep Cam, he gets to coach an MVP level player who's always been coachable, and gets to learn the game as well as he comes to another level of coaching. So this works out well for Matt Rule either way for yeah. me. So I give it a B minus. And like I said, if I'm coming in as an owner looking to make a splash, looking to find the right guy, like Shane said, NFL ready, I'm going with Matt Rule. So it's a B minus for me. Do you think he keeps Cam? I think so. He has to. I think so. Looking – I don't think so. Yeah, looking at his his past teams, he he's never really had a, a a big running quarterback like Cam, 
especially in college. I mean, I think it's a little bit easier to find those kinds of kinds of recruits. Yeah. So by his track record, I think he goes with smaller quarterbacks that are more pocket pocket passers. Mm-hmm. So I I think he might give Kyle Allen a shot, but you know I I hope that they they go with Cam. But yeah. I could see him not. But yeah. I definitely can see like the team person like Jerry McCoy coming out and saying you can't get rid of a player like Cam Newton. I think he tries one more year with him. Last but not least this time, right? Yeah. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Joe Judge to the Giants. Will you guys have a grade for this? Oh, I go. Um okay. I have a NA. Like <laughs> I, 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 I can't grade this. Like yeah. this was the this was the head scratcher. This is this is Daniel Jones at number six. This is yeah. everything the Giants are doing. I don't understand this coaching yeah. hire. Like I get it. You want to make a splash, take a risk, find someone different outside of the uh, perennial coaching trees that you see. But then you find somebody in the same coaching tree that's less proven than anyone else. Right. I don't get this hire. Yeah. It may under, work, though. Yeah, it may but work. I got an NA, NA right now. I got to see. Um, you have Saban and Belichick. He's under, been under both umbrellas as far as his coaching tree. But mm-hmm. it's opting not to hire somebody like McCarthy or Josh McDaniels is bold, very bold, very surprising to me. I just don't like that, the fact that he's a special teams coordinator, which some special team coordinators have thrived. John Harbaugh I went and did great things with Baltimore. I just don't like the chances of a coach that's very unknown. But I do like them not hiring somebody like Jason Garrett. So I, I, I gave him a C, I think, for this. Uh, a little bit more of an optimistic C, I think, than, okay. than you, Jay. Okay. Mostly because, and this is one of the things that I, I kept hearing this week about Joe Judge. A, he's very, very well respected. And then B, the reason why you would go with special teams is because they don't have, they're not just in the room with one uh, side of the ball. They're in the room with, you know, linebackers, safeties, wide receivers, tight ends, every meeting. So they know how to communicate to both sides of the ball. Um, I also think it's going to be a good thing for them because what he'll do is he can probably find someone, maybe not Jason Garrett, but also maybe <laughs> Jason Garrett, who can come in, has a proven track record, can call the plays, coach the offense the way that they want it to be called, but then also fit within uh, Judge's system. So I, I don't know if he'll have really that emperor-type ruling of, over the team, kind of like how John Harbaugh is able to shift his offense when they went from elite Joe Flacco to future uh, MVP Lamar uh, Jackson. Right. So I, I think he, he wasn't married to one system or another. He kind of was just because of the money that they were paying Joe Flacco. But um, when they realized what they had in Lamar, they were able to switch everything focus on his talents and he was able to go because he's not coming in with a you know a, a west coast offense a, a, a running d- dominant offense he's just like who are my players what do they do best let's do that let's let's uh, emphasize them and 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 go go with that here's the thing so we got one coaching hire left and we'll get to halftime the browns who do they go with anybody have a if they're smart they get eric bianney from kansas city that's who you want, but who you yeah. think they will have? I have no clue. They're <laughs> a train wreck. Like, yeah. I have no clue. But if they're smart, they go against it. I agree. Biennemi is probably the top of my list. Next to him, Robert Sala, the defensive yeah. coordinator. Um, they got a lot of weapons on offense. So if you bring in some good offensive coordinator, not for, not uh, yeah, not named Freddie Kitchens, right, yeah. uh, I think that's a little bit better. But I think who they really go with is Urban Meyer, um, oh, mostly because he's Ohio. Yeah. They he love him in Ohio. Yeah. 
and you can't get recruiting scandals in the NFL. It's true. So at that point, he's just going to say, F it, and do whatever the hell he wants to do, true. run his team the way that he wants it to be run, and, you know, probably – but in two well. years, when he gets headaches, yeah, now he's gonna get a headache. He's gonna, gonna get, he's gonna get a headache or a heart attack, or he, chest pains. He's gonna be quit. something. Yeah. But he won't have his his players aren't gonna be the ones giving him headaches. Hopefully, yeah, not yeah. for sure. It was never the players. It was never the players. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Um, my pick. I think they'll go Josh McDaniels. Fun time for him. He likes getting quarterbacks, kind of bringing them um, to their best potential. And I think the thing is, I hope that he finds a way to get the New England job because I'm sure Belichick has told him, hey, just stay, we'll be all right. Yeah, but if he doesn't get that job within Belichick maybe retiring the next couple of days, I think he goes to Cleveland. Just saying real quick, apparently uh, the Browns have McDaniels in the building right now, Mm -hmm. and McDaniels' wife is with him. So I don't know what that says, but I don't think they really say no to both the husband and the wife when they come in for the visit. <laughs> we shall see. You guys ready to get started with halftime? That's how you break news right there, Shane. There you go, That's Shane. how you do it. Pod, Shane. <laughs> pod. Let's get it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. In case you missed it. The XFL's official rule book <laughs> includes more than two dozen changes to the conventional approach of pro football. Most of those tweaks are focused on accelerating the pace of games. Now, most of the on-field product that we'll see will look uh, very, very familiar to football fans. But a two-year project to innovate some aspects of the game has led to a number of significant changes. Here are some that stood out. Let's go with the first one. Three options after scoring a touchdown. A one-point play from the two-yard line, a two-point play from the three-yard line, or a three-point play from the ten-yard line. There is no option to kick an extra point. How you guys feel about that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think it's 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 almost like combining the three on three tournament that Ice Cube was doing. Oh, okay, yeah, with, the big three. Uh, or the big three, yeah, yep. with uh, with with some NFL rules where they have like that four point play. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. I mean, taking out you know the uh, missed field goals because apparently kickers don't know how to kick a thirty five yard field goal anymore. For sure, it'll be I think a little bit more exciting and and will definitely be some cooler uh, scoring totals. For sure, yeah. It'll be fun to watch, man, watching out the different philosophies play out. I think it'll get to a point where it'll be a consensus will emerge, and, you know, people will just do the one-pointers or the two-pointers, but it'll be cool to see the philosophies play out. I want to see that, actually. Is it three-point from the 10-yard line? Yeah, from the 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. The next one, a shootout-style overtime. Each team will get five single-play possessions from the five-yard line. If the game is still tied at that point, the rotating possessions will continue until there is a winner. Verdict on this guy. Wow. So you get five plays. Yep. It's kind of no matter what. Very similar to the shootout in, in NHL. Oh, in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for okay. sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. A lot of plays for a football game, mm-hmm. but um, I'm with that. That's going to another high scoring game. Yeah. 77 to 70. Yeah. <laughs> but the shootout didn't really work, doesn't work as well in the NHL, does it? No, not really. Yeah. But, the, but I hope, and well, I'm sure that the XFL is hoping. That overtimes are rare because, yeah. like you're saying, yeah. Jeff, this yeah. it can stretch out. So, Matt's question about that mm-hmm. with the five plays, they score a touchdown all five times. Mm-hmm. 
that's your score, right? That's your score. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's, it's I mean, rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, so then is that going to skew? I mean, this is going to get this is the real nitty gritty, but yeah. is that going to skew uh, stats now? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Because if if it if it counts during the overtimes, I mean, you're going to have you know five extra ra- uh, passing touchdowns For sure. <laughs> from the five yard line, ten sure. yard, whatever it is. Run yeah. it up, and you're going to have someone, Brian Brom, probably going to yeah. come back and play again. Jones. And you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chase Litton. Yo, shout out Marshall, Chase <laughs> Litton. Uh, <laughs> And you're gonna have like 13 touchdowns in a game. Yeah, like arena football esque. That's gonna be nuts. The next one, a rule that allows two forward passes on one play, providing the first doesn't go past the line of scrimmage. Verdict, guys. No. No. It seems more <laughs> Just, like I'm a gimmick. To, when I read that, I, w- I was trying to picture that play in my head. Yeah. That's a lot. All, all Jeff saw, though, is just plays of the Music City Miracle. That's it. In That's how it worked yeah. out to me. It was all yeah. four passes, and it all hurt my heart. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I think this is probably the one that is probably used the least. Yeah, it's a live ball if it touches the ground. Right. Yeah, so I don't see the they taking it taking a chance on that one. Yeah. The next one is a requirement for only one foot to be in, found, in bounds for possession. I like that. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I think it'll be easier to see like plays and stuff like that. I don't, will the NFL ever no, got to be too. And it still allows <laughs> it still keeps the NFL perched as mm-hmm. the elite football. Right. Players. I got it you. allows you guys to get players that weren't good enough to play there but still can make plays. Make plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think Jeff's completely right cuz you have that upper echelon that can get both feet down mm-hmm. and in bounds and this is what this is going to do is going to take that not lower level talent, but maybe just the ones that are on the fringe between right. the yeah. NFL and and uh, like practice t- uh, squad, and it gives them an opportunity to kind of showcase their skills again to maybe even get back into the NFL, yeah. Yeah. make the NFL for the first time, or you know just give a good product and have entertaining football again. Go. That's how you want a good yeah. product. And last but not least, <laughs> Jeff showing some love to the offensive Here linemen. This is allowing offensive linemen to be up to two yards downfield when a pass is thrown. This takes a lot of the thinking out of playing offensive line. Okay. Because when you have a quarterback behind you that's moving, that's a move like a Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. or uh, Deshaun Watson or yeah. Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah <laughs> the, hope this, the hope of this is to minimize flags on oh, run play options. Deep yeah. To the fullback. Yeah. Um, the XFL's 18 open. <laughs> they open <laughs> training camp this week and kick off their 10 week regular season starting February the 8th. So I'm sure we will talk about this. Yeah. At a later day, for sure. Can't you wait. guys ready to get started the second half? Yeah, man. Josh Allen. You Let's do it. About that. Let's go. Double cover full bit. Oh, my God. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2019 NFL Divisional Playoff Breakdown Show. I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jeff. And I'm Shane Duncan. <laughs> the divisional round, Shane, of the 2020 NFL Playoffs is upon us. There are just eight teams remaining after the wild card weekend after the divisional round. It's anywhere as good as the wild card round was, the NFL fans, we're in for a major, major treat. Although the first round of the playoffs is now behind us, we'll still be getting a full schedule in the divisional round with a total of four games over two days. The Ravens, Chiefs, Packers, and 49ers will all see action for the first time of the postseason during this divisional round. We will start off with the game one, the Minnesota Vikings at the San Francisco 49ers, Saturday, 3.35 Central Standard Time. The favorites, 49ers, minus seven. Mm. Let's talk about the Vikings. What do the Vikings have to do to win this game? Run the ball. Mm. Dalvin Cook left, Dalvin Cook right, Dalvin Cook up the middle. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, just make a play when we need you to. Yeah. Nobody thought, speaking of Kirk Cousins, yeah. nobody thought that by ahead of that Vikings Saints games that 
Drew Brees would lose to Kirk Cousins. Ooh, nobody thought that. Did Kirk you think Cousins didn't think that. Yeah, Kirk Cousins didn't think that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, no, but he did, man. He definitely led the team. The Saints were probably the biggest threat to the 49ers, wouldn't you say? Yeah. In the, in the NFC? Biggest yeah. threat in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the Vikings would try to put forth the same run-heavy offense that they did against uh, the Saints. It's going to be tough, though. But Davin Cook, he looked fresh mm-hmm. against New Orleans. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's bound for some playoff hiccups. Let's talk about it's it. It's his first game. Yeah, yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. you guys want to move on to the 49ers then. This is Kyle Shanahan's debut playoff game yes, as a is. head coach. Yes, it is. That's a lot. Yeah. You get the yips in big <laughs> games like this, <laughs> The man. yips. You get them. It happens. The 49ers only been favored by more than seven points in a playoff game twice. That scares me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with both teams, very similar as far as on both sides of the ball, both squads prize themselves on strong running attacks, yes, followed by dominant pass playing. San Francisco, we can't, what we can't do, we can't look ahead of them because they are a six seed. They're not a typical six seed. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, they sure. can beat y'all. Yeah. They won't. But they, they can. can beat y'all. They can, I'm telling you, yeah. we're hard to beat at home. Yeah. We're a good team at home. We beat the hell out of the Packers at home. So, oh, yeah, we did. I don't we know did. Where that we came we from. did. Solid defense, and yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I don't know where came from. <laughs> interesting fact about this game, though, it's going to be uh, both teams have had 48 sacks on this year. Wow! So both were tied for fifth in the NFL uh, in in sacks. So I think that's really going to have to come down for the, the the Niners to to win this and and put some pressure on Kirk, uh, especially since the last three drafts, four drafts, yeah. you guys drafted a defensive lineman. For sure. Uh, have yeah. them earn that that first-round paycheck, and they need to show up. Joey Bosa, uh, you know, probably the most exciting young player on the defensive side of the ball this year, last year, a couple years even, <laughs> um, begrudgingly. But, uh, you know, he, he's a stud, and he, he needs to show up. And one of the things that I think is going to help them is uh, the, the Niners is they're all really young. They're all yeah. new. They're all new to this. So I don't know if they're going to get that playoff yet. They probably don't even know what they're getting into. I can see that. And they're so young and so ready to go and so excited to be in the playoffs again for the first time in years that, you know, it's just going to be 100 miles an hour, yeah. head to the wall, just let's go, let's crack some skulls. So let's give some predictions. Okay. Who you guys got winning? I have the 49ers winning – 17-10. Wow, that's Ooh. a low-scoring game. Defensive battle. Yeah, I have the 49ers winning 28-20. to 20. Niners 31-24. George Kittle with a couple touches. Kittle, man. Kittle kills a man. There we go. All right, let's move on to game two on Saturday. The Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be 7-15 Central Standard Time. <laughs> the Ravens are a 10-point favorite. Ooh, cameraman, you hear that? 10-point favorite. 10-point okay. favorite. Let's start with the Titans, guys. Yeah. What do the Titans have to do to win this game? Titans are on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Won eight of its last 11 games. Nine regular season wins. Five came on the road, and they beat New England, which I did not pick. Let's talk about our picks last week. First off, I went 0-4. You did. I went 0-4. <laughs> you did. I went 0-4. I was a cold tub machine. I was yeah. talking about freezing takes. Yeah. Um, but It's probably <laughs> just as hard to pick or to go 0-4 than it is to go 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> It is, for sure. That's true, Shane. 100%. But the <laughs> That's true. 
uh, but the Ravens with that, wow. yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Jeff, come on, don't do that. I went two for two. Okay, I'm saying just don't do that. Like you, like you felt comfortable about that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't break it up to you. Okay, other people brought it up to you. Yeah, no, for sure. And to speak up, Locke have the has the 49ers beating the Vikings 27-17. Okay, to say that the Ravens have the fifth best ranked run defense. Yeah, so that's going to be tough for the 49ers. Uh, not the 49ers. Titans. Yeah, the Titans because 49ers on my mind. But the Titans, <laughs> they, dude, they're a run heavy team. They're going to mm-hmm. run the ball again. They got to lean heavy on Derrick Henry, and I don't think he has two games to put it up together like that. After the workload that he's been put through the last two weeks, it's going to be tough for him to stay fresh and to to to, to muscle through yeah. in that tough Baltimore uh, home field advantage is really yeah. going to help them, I think, as well. Yeah. So it's really going to be in the hands of uh, Tannehill, and 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 really Tannehill has something that Marcus never had for for a long time, and that's weapons mm-hmm. uh, on the outside. With AJ Brown this year, he's been incredible. Yeah. Um, having him, and then also having Corey Davis, he needs to kind of step up a little bit, be more assertive, and yeah. and find a couple catches early on, yeah. just so that they uh, can free up those running lanes for Derek to really just go in, smash through everything again, and rush for another what two thousand yards in a game. Yeah, for sure, that's what he does. <laughs> It's kind of piggyback off what you said early in the game. Mm-hmm. I think the Titans have to score fast and score early. Mm. Like, kind of what you said, Jay, with the the, the Niners maybe mm-hmm. having the yips. Baltimore is similar. Their quarterback mm-hmm. hasn't been here before. Yeah. Their running back really hasn't been here before. Like, yeah. their offense has been rolling so much. Now, to come to the playoffs, now you have to start thinking again. It's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Right. And we look up, you're down seven or you're down ten in the first quarter, second yeah. quarter. The Titans can do that. I think it changes the whole outlook of this football game. Yeah. And speaking of the Ravens, let's kind of get to some Ravens talk. Yeah. Dude, the Ravens have won 12 straight games. Yeah. It's very hard to continue to win. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's happened 20-plus years right. that a team has won all the games throughout the end of the regular season all the way through course to win the Super Bowl so mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to continue to keep that going and they haven't played since December 22nd it's true. so they're very very cold they set the starters during week 17 so yeah. the main thing is to kind of keep those guys fresh keeping them ready to play mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the hardest part for Baltimore but that offense is really really good at controlling clock mm-hmm. I think the Titans are really good at it too but Baltimore is just a little bit better yeah. I'm going to kind of go back and use something I said about the Niners as well, but with this being Lamar's first playoff action, I think he's ready to go. Yeah. And that bye week is, I think, going to combat that 15-game win streak that they're going to need to to get to the Super Bowl, break it up a little bit, get mm. some rest, but then also kind of re-energize the batteries. Yeah. And then once they get Lamar going, I think they're going to be just unstoppable. And I, I agree with Jeff where you got to score early on. Yeah. And I think for the Ravens, what they're actually going to do is similar to your Bills. Where the uh, they they had that trick play early on, get yeah. Josh Allen just destroyed yeah. by that safety who he did not think was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I I was telling Jay I think this earlier today, or I was telling someone. But I, my uh, bold prediction for this game is that uh, RG three he gets a touchdown. <laughs> no, he just gets a touchdown. They're gonna have that Heisman backfield with him Ingram, oh, the triple option, triple, yeah, triple option. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be some sort of a reverse to either Lamar. Or RG3, and they're going to throw it to the other quarterback, and they're yeah. going to score because the Titans are going to be so laser-focused on stopping the quarterback run yeah. that when you have two of them, and apparently RG3 still has an arm. I mean, ask the trees that he's throwing at. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that that's my uh, that's my bold prediction for, for, for the uh, the Ravens game. Speaking of predictions, what do you guys got to score? 
Uh, give me 27 14 Ravens. I'm close to that as well, and I think this one can, can kind of go either way depending on how a couple things roll, but I'm going to go 28-17 Ravens. I have 35-17 to 17 Ravens. So close. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> and uh, Coach Locke has the Ravens winning 24-17 to 17 over the Titans. Let's move on to game three, the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday, 2.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Chiefs are favored by 10. Let's start off with the Texans. What can the Texans do to win this game? I'll go. Okay. Give Deshaun Watson the ball, get out of his way. Oh, wow. Just let him make a play, let him do yeah. what he has to do. I watched that game last week and watched him single-handedly beat Buffalo. by like He mm-hmm. made every play. I mean, you know, of course, other people had to catch the ball. You know, people block for him. I, I get it. Right. But dude just made plays so confidently. No over-the-top celebrations. He just did what he had to do and, and made the play. So if he can continue to do that, man, they un- they're unstoppable to me. Cool. I saw a video today of uh, Coach Bill O'Brien yelling at a fan, mm-hmm. telling him to go F himself. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Coach O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of coach I want to play for. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing I, n- nothing more I can say about Deshaun. I mean, you just got to let that guy ball out and yeah. uh, kind of ride him. We're going to pause that. <laughs> we definitely going to pause that. Yeah, we definitely. yeah let's uh, pause. Yeah, yeah great pause. Great pause. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the Texans are the underdogs, man. That should come as no surprise. The Chiefs right. are tough to play at home in the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson has to have one of his best games. The Texans' full wide receiving corp still isn't back. Will Fuller being injured a little bit. So, I think with Carlos Hyde, this is another payback game for him. He played really well when they played in week six after they traded him. For as good as the Chiefs' defense is, and been of lately, they're really not really, really good against the run. So, mm-hmm. And the Texans, has they have momentum coming in. The fact that they played in a game last week, they're still hot. Even though the Chiefs aren't cold, I think they didn't end the regular season the right way, but they did win games and they had to win, and their defense is playing lights out. So, speaking of the Chiefs, you guys, how can the Chiefs win this game? Got to slow down Deshaun. That defense has really got to got to step up. They have to, to execute everything, play perfectly, and the Honey Badger got to give no shits like the Honey Badger did. Yeah. And uh, he, he's really got to make his presence felt. Either that means you know getting a pretty big open field hit, uh, someone on someone early on clean obviously hopefully get, <laughs> not in the head if they if they can do that or if they can somehow neutralize uh, JJ Watt on on uh, Houston's defense with him coming back and that brought a whole lot of juice the last game um, if they're somehow able to kind of get him out of the game I think they can take away a lot of the momentum and and then shift it th- their way and let Patty Mahomes and that like the fastest offense I've ever seen play mm-hmm. then that's that's how they win. <laughs> um, I think it comes down to Kansas City's defense having to make two plays. Mm. Two plays. Just two plays. Two yeah, big whether plays. Whether they're three and outs, mm-hmm. whether they're fumble recovery, interception, but they have to make two plays. Yeah. That gives them the separation they need to win the game. Yeah. Two plays. Chiefs haven't lost since November the 10th. So, And when, they, when, when the Texans beat the Chiefs in week six, I don't think Sammy Watkins didn't play, Eric Fisher didn't play, Anthony Hitchens, Chris Jones. Mm. And you got to add into the fact that they added Terrell Suggs. So yeah. with his presence alongside Frank Clark, and like how Shane was saying, Tyron Matthews played lights out this year. Yeah, he he should be an all-pro. He was not. He was robbed. Um, the Chiefs at home with Mahomes, healthy, and their OC, uh, 
and their defensive coordinator playing lights out right now. I got the Chiefs winning 31-24. Gut feeling I got Texans over them, 31-30. I can see it happening. I have this going last person with the ball wins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 35-31 Chiefs. Okay. And Coach Locke has the Texans losing 34 to 20 to the Chiefs. That 10 point, that 10 point spread is not happening. That 10 point spread is not happening. <laughs> All right, let's move to the last game of the weekend. The mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. This is Sunday, 5:40 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Packers are four point favorites. Start with the Seahawks. Okay. How can they pull this win out? Before we do that, dude, this I think these are the worst two teams in the playoffs. What? Really? I really do. I think this is my favorite game of the weekend. Really? These yep. two, yeah, these two games are my favorite two games of the weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these are two really bad teams that <laughs> are just barely making it, man. Oh man, they just just oh, barely well. making it yeah. as a two seed. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I do. I'm telling you, okay, they um, as a two seed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did. They barely got that home field advantage. <laughs> Over the Saints. People are for real sleeping on the Packers. I'm dead serious. We are. I can see why. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. This isn't the best Packers team we saw. But anyway. They were quiet this year. They were quiet. Very quiet. But the Seahawks have played well on the road this season. Mm -hmm. And this defense isn't looking like, you know, Seahawks teams have passed, but they still have Bobby Wagner. And he's the best middle linebacker in football. You still have Tyler Lockett. You have – Young the DK Metcalf that yeah, I told DK you about. That I called last week. Oh, you called last week? Last week. You yeah, called last week. Last oh, yeah, DK week. had a good game. Yeah, yeah I said sure, that. You week. was not high on DK when we had a college football playoff previews last year. No, with the draft. no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. Okay. I'm saying last week I said he's going to have a great game. Yeah, okay. He did, yeah. for sure. Um, but, yeah, the Seahawks team still has Russell Wilson, and that is a key factor. I Right now, mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. So I think the uh, the Packers have to to welcome Mm -hmm. Seattle with that new Drake and Future song as soon as they walk into the stadium, (laughs) get them off guard a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) that would be smart. That would be smart. I can see that. Yeah, throw Russell all the way off. Yeah, Yeah, Russ. Yeah, Russ, man. I got my purple umbrella emojis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think the Seahawks they have to continue what they did from last week. Okay. Um. It, try to try. run the ball. Yeah, it may not be successful. Maybe one to two yards per carry, which you know you don't you want at least three to four yards per carry. But try. You have to mm-hmm. continue to try to run the ball and allow Russ to make the open pass to those receivers. Let them grow as they continue to grow in the playoffs. Right, and, and that's what help them out. Moving on to the Packers, Shane. How you feel about the Packers team? I love the Packers right now, to be honest, and it's not exactly all to do with uh, with who the Packers have on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson right now is 0-3 uh, every time he's played in Green Bay. Mm. 2016, he had five uh, interceptions in one game against them, 10 total uh, picks, and, and that's the most that he's ever thrown against one single team. Um, and then just from, yet, from last week, just the eye test, they should have beat the hell out of a backup quarterback that's a high school football coach, 40 years old, with a torn hamstring mm-hmm. in the second half. Uh, and the fact that they let us kind of stick around, be down by eight points, and then just kind of limp to the finish line just wasn't uh, instilling a whole lot of confidence in myself. And, and I think going into Lambeau with 
with how just special Lambo is and, and it being its own kind of entity. Mm. Um, being also in a, a stadium full of, you know, co-owners. Right. True. Um, it's going to be tough for them. And yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he didn't have his best year this year. He's, he's not the Aaron Rodgers of late. Um, but then also Devontae Adams was hurt for a while. Sure. But he, he found uh, Lazard, yeah. um, a big-time player that he is, and then also, you know, Running game. He finally has a running back that can actually play, that wears a running back's number. There we go. Um, <laughs> and his defense. He, he's got a defense yeah. again for, yeah. again, maybe the first time in a long time since yeah. uh, Hawk and uh, uh, Clay Matthews was, was there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Packers have a really good shot and uh, just do what they do and let Seattle beat themselves. Yep. With Zadarius Smith, on that defensive line for the Packers, led the team with 13 and a half sacks. You have Aaron Jones. You have a air quote healthy Devontae Adams. Adams, yeah, Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones being Green Bay's offensive MVP this year. I think they find a way to use him and utilize him to the best of his ability. And Green Bay, the last time that they really had a tough matchup was 2014 against Seattle, and they lost. Seattle beat them. So I think, okay. yeah, and that was one of the more painful losses in Packer Nation. And remember that. I think it's seven players on the team that still remembers and talk about that loss, 28 to 22. So I think they will find a way to um, right the wrongs this time. And I got the Packers winning, man, 28 24. I got the Packers 21 17. <sighs> Packers 14 10. Ooh, this is tough, man. Low scoring games this weekend for Jeff. Yeah, no, for sure. And Coach Lock has Green Bay winning twenty four to twenty one. Yeah, man. Those are the four no. divisional games. Uh-oh. Seattle seventeen fourteen. Okay. Ooh. Right. Switch it up. Switch yeah. it up. Seattle seventeen fourteen. Right. Cameraman, you got a dog in this fight? You you did <laughs> <laughs> he don't like the heat. Next. He doesn't like the heat. <laughs> yeah. Shane. This is a show, man. You finished the show, man. How you feel, man? You feel good? I feel great. You did great, yeah. man. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no, Thank for you. sure, man. Thank you. Shane, you were a part of the uh, FSB Fantasy Draft. I was. Yeah, you, you did well. Thanks, Jeff, year. for the shout-outs, by the way. I, no, I, I, I look forward to that every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Shout-out <laughs> my guy, Shane. It took a while. Yeah. It took a while. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, as, it, it happens. That, that's that's. Uh, I'm not counting how many times, but I was just – just happy to be yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, yeah no, for sure, man. We love to have Great you, man. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Um, again, it's another show on the books. Please contact us. We have some hoodies available. Listen, I got to go better than 0-4. I feel good about these picks. And, um, we'll see how these go. I'm sure I'll hear about it in my DMs and the group chat, <laughs> Twitter. Boy, it's rough. Hey, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fingers crossed he goes 0 for 8 to be honest. Let's yeah, just let's I, just ride this train. Super pause. questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the Full Sport Press podcast will be podcasted. I messed up. Jeff. <laughs> Camera's always on, brother. Cameraman. The revolution will be podcasted, man. We are out. (laughs) Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. 
And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The Revolution will be podcasted.